Hello, friends, and welcome to Business and Beers Japan. As always, this episode is sponsored by Gugu. What is Gugu? First of all, it's a Japanese word. It's onomatopoeia for the sound you make when in deep sleep. And a great sleep is exactly what you get with a Gugu mattress. Gugu is a new concept in sleep comfort. It's a bed in a box. What is bed in a box? It's exactly that, a bed which comes in a compact box. It's revolutionary. Just go to gugu.jp, read all about it, especially the many testimonials from satisfied customers. They have single, double, and queen size available. And now you, the business and beers listeners, get an additional 20% off their already super affordable prices. Just enter BB Japan in the promo code box. If that's not enough to convince you, shipping is free and you get a 100 night great sleep guarantee. If it's not the best sleep ever, return the bed for free. There's really no risk. Just go to gugu.jp and get ready for sweet dreams. Better sleep, better you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Business and Beers Japan. This episode is pretty cool. I sit down and share beers with Brett Bull at Ivy Place in Daikanyama. Brett is the founder of Tokyo Reporter, an English language website reporting on the latest salacious and scandalous news from Japan. Brett personally translates reports and articles from the Japanese tabloid media. Covering topics not usually reported by the mainstream media, such as crime, sex, murder, and of course, the Yakuza. If you have an interest in all things underbelly Japan, this episode is definitely for you. Here is Brett Bull, aka the Tokyo Reporter. It's scandalous news. From Japan. But sometimes I try to make it amusing.、Um, there was a story I put up today. I said,、uh, I think I, I said, bad first date. date. <laughs> This one.、Right? And that wasn't, that's maybe sort of, as you mentioned, choking the chicken. It's something that people in the West can identify with, that particular phrase. So I put that at the front just to see if people might get the gist of what happened. It's scandalous news from Japan. Welcome, Brett Bull. You are a civil engineer by day. And an uncivil scandal and sleaze sleuth by night. How the heck are you? I'm very good. Thank you for having me. This is the Business and Beers podcast. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about your business. Or I don't know if it's your business, it's maybe it's your side business or your hobby. And then we're going to drink a couple of beers. How's that sound? Go right ahead and ask me anything. I love your site. Your site has received a lot of exposure, not only、uh, on social media, but also on CNN, Tokyo Time Out, and even the Washington Post. They describe your site, Tokyo Reporter, as a mix of National Enquirer, New York Post, and Penthouse Magazine. If Penthouse Magazine even still exists, I'm not even sure. How would you describe your site?、Um, I'm not sure that I would, I would go so far as to say it's the a mix of the National Enquirer and Penthouse. Because I think actually, I think I provide a service in English to readers primarily in Japan who cannot read in Japanese what's going on outside of their knowledge, right? So, so in other words, there's a lot of publications out in Japanese 
whose content doesn't make it into English, right? And a lot of it, I think, in my opinion, is very interesting. So、um, if you look at,、uh, say, like the Japan Times, the Mainichi in English, the Asahi in English, you know, they, they, they put out、uh, what they feel that their readership wants.、Mm -hmm. However, I've discovered that there's a lot of other content that people in Japan are really interested in. Those subjects tend to be uh, crime, uh, maybe suicide. And then political scandal,、uh, entertainment scandals, things like、mm -hmm. that. It's scandalous news from Japan. In the early days of the site, if you, if you go back in, in the way the site has developed over time since it started in 2008, in 2008, it was a lot of translations of tabloids, you know, the ones you would pick up at a convenience store. Right. Not a lot of that right now is what I'm doing at all. I found over, over time, I discovered that. There's not really a lot of point in picking up a magazine at a convenience store and then rewriting its content in English for a couple of reasons. One, a lot of the most interesting content from those weekly tabloids, in other words, they're released every week, is available daily. So they're just rewriting it themselves in a weekly format.、Right. So why don't I, and I realized when I started doing this early on, why don't I just cut them off and just、uh, figure out where they're getting their content from in Japanese and just rewrite it myself? That's one thing. Second thing is it's a weekly magazine, so the content will be quite stale a week later. So, for those two reasons, I decided to just start going after content that was from news channels、mm -hmm. and then the dailies. And that's primarily what the site's about now. So, back in the day, yeah, there was a lot of tabloidish stuff. They had a, we had an equivalent of the Penthouse Forum. It was, it was okay, it was, it was well received by some, not so much by others, but yeah, it, was, it was different. And, but it was very much like Penthouse Forum, I think. It, But nowadays, no. It's more, again, as I, as I said, it's more about just hard crime,、uh, suicides, political scandal, entertainment scandals, stuff like that. It's kind of funny because when I was in college down in Kyoto studying Japanese, I used to take that magazine called Focus, and I don't think it's around anymore. It's not around anymore. Yeah, it was a tabloid, scandalous magazine. And I used to translate some of the articles just for fun. Well, it was very interesting for me, and it, was, it helped with my Japanese a lot. Because there's a lot of colloquialisms、uh, that they use in there, kind of like、uh, double meaning things that on the surface you might read it as if in English we said, Randy Farmer does more than just choke his chickens or something like that. On the surface, that's what that means. But we, we you and I both know that that means something else.、Uh, in some of your sources, do you come across that type of、uh, language? Sure. I mean, I think that the, a tabloid. Is by its nature attracting readers with, with you know, titillation, right? So you're, you're going to write a cheeky headline, of course. That, that's, one, that's one of the things that they're, they're trying to do. As you said, though, with a daily type thing, they're more trying to get out、yeah. the news fairly straight.、Uh, IPA, uh, M size. M size? That's a small size, isn't it? <laughs> What's the big、uh, It's like a pint. Okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to like peer pressure you into drinking a big beer, but that's, that's M size right there. Oh, really? Yeah. But the, well, there's only two options. Oh, maybe you're right. I think you got the small size. Oh, this is. Put it S this, guy. Ah. Dude, you're drinking the S size. <laughs> <laughs> okay. M day on a guy's mouth. Have you ever been here before? This is Ivy Place in Daikanyama. So, this is my first time in the restaurant. It looks very good.、Uh, cheers. Cheers. Mm. They do have excellent beer. The other thing that they will do is they will even mix your beers if you want. So, if you want like half pale ale and half IPA,、okay. they'll do it. That's interesting. Haven't really heard of that. 
I love your site and I've been following it from 12 years ago, but didn't you used to have a site before Tokyo Reporter? Right. So I did. Uh, It was actually a, it was a compartment or a segment on my friend's site and that's how I got started. What was that called? It was called Sake Drinks Postcards. And it was sort of... Say it again? What? Sake drenched postcards. Oh, sake drenched postcards, yes. The idea was some guy was sending postcards home, but he was drinking while he was doing it. Or maybe like drinking beers and podcasting at the same time. Something like that. It could be something. It started a long time ago when there weren't podcasts, but (laughs) you're on the right track, I think. Right. And so uh, that was the idea. And so then the reason I started the Tokyo Reporter was because I wanted more of a rapid-fire daily sort of output, whereas yeah. the old stories were features. Content was similar. I was interviewing hostesses. I was attending adult video shoots. I uh, talked to right-wingers. Just anything that nobody else was doing in English, I mm-hmm. was interested in. That's sort of what was what, I, what it was about. Then with the Tokyo Reporter, it's a bit different now in that the stories are, tend to be shorter, although I still do features sometimes if it if the subject warrants it and it's more rapid fire does your site make money Uh, it does okay i've got some ads up there it it covers a server bill it's all right yeah i was thinking about how you could monetize your site some of your photos are pretty cool this is just a crazy idea but pull out a quote from one of your stories somehow you know put that on the photo and then sell uh uh postcards hmm set of like 12 and you can sell them through your site even Mm. a t-shirt with one of your cool photos on it with maybe tokyo reporter on the back a shopping page Mm. caps polo shirts that just have the logo of the site your logo is pretty cool oh you like that i do like it yeah your logo of the the gun you like the gun i do good you're like the first person i think really i like it because i think it it's simple i like it i don't think most people get it What's the get? Exactly. I, I think it's pretty simple to, to understand. But it's a cool logo, and I think it's very easy. You could put that on a mug. You could put it on a cap. You could put it on a polo shirt. Anything. I would start there, and you might be surprised. I think I should hire you as my marketer. <laughs> as, my, as your sales guy. As your sales guy. But I some mean, of those photos, if you bundled them in a package of 10 as postcards or something like that, you could... You, those would sell on your on your site. Souvenirs, yes. Mm. Nice combination of people and places. You take a lot of great photos of. You had some nice photos of abandoned buildings, of kabuki cho, of neon, mm. of people with tattoos. Mm. Maybe it's just me personally, but I, I think you. those type of fo- photos are pretty cool. And I would imagine I'm not too unique in that interest of it. I don't know, maybe in the future, some of the people that are involved in any of these stories, I could interview them for a podcast, and then you use a paid site where you have to pay to get the interviews of the people that were involved in your stories. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't, the, <laughs> wouldn't the obvious thing to do would be to have somebody underwrite the podcast, right? Oh, yeah. So like if you got Asahi beer, I don't know, they wouldn't, yeah. of course, but I mean, let's say... So, like, let's say the Tokyo Porter had a, had its own podcast, right? Yes. Brought to you by Asahi Beer. This week, we are speaking with... Taro Tanaka. Taro Tanaka. Uh, the, uh, he runs a pachinko parlor in Kabukicho. Here yeah. we're getting his insights on what's going on at street level. Um, Taro, how are you? Like this, right? I'm a fine... So then, so then, and then, you know, Asahi Beer would... And then we would... Then, we, then actually, before we started talking to Taro, we would talk about how Asahi Beer is a little bit... You know, very delicious, f- delicious, and 
the right amount of uh, bubbles and what and froth and whatnot. And, so, and everything Dude, like this. For right? somebody who writes, you're not very good at writing ad copy. That's yeah, for sure. It's got good bubbles. I'm coming up with this on the top of my head, right? So something like that, right? Yeah. I've noticed that. I've been listening to the Ringer podcast quite a bit. I, they really mix in their they have advertisers the with their content they have the audio version of product placement you mean yeah exactly no they do they do it really well and they don't seem to i mean and and your comment about bubbles would have been perfect because it would just it would be very funny it's light it's everything's loose and that's sort of the way things go now i guess yeah you could even bait your guest with so tell me about that club you went to wasn't there a lady there named bubbles oh yeah speaking of bubbles Boy, this no, beer that, is delicious. It's no, it's that's, Asahi beer. No, that's 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 exactly what the kind of thing that you would do, or we we would do, or whatnot, whatnot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, how much time do you spend, roughly? You have about three or four articles almost every day. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's more than that, actually. I think it, I do most everything, but there's about six stories a day. On the weekends, maybe a little lighter than that. The thing is, I, I have a I have a way I can figure out what stories. I have a feed that I, I used in Japanese, and I just go through that twice a day, pick out the stories I need, and then the truth is that Japanese news repeats from the type of the story, like a guy molests a schoolgirl on the street in you know somewhere. That happens all the time. The way the story is written is identical to the same to the similar story that was like from a month before. So, so I mean, you get a you get in a flow. Yeah, is what I'm trying there's, to say. There's a template for every crime. Kind of. Sad as that is to say, and that's why I, I try to mix it up sometimes with bad first date, like at the front, like yeah. to, to get people. And I try to get, maybe I'll, if it is a tired subject, perhaps I will, you know, then in the first, at, at the first sentence, I might try to spice it up a little yeah. bit or something. On your Facebook page, people can leave comments. On your The Tokyo Reporter Facebook page is very active. It's unbelievable, actually. That's where all the action is. On the Facebook page, yeah. yeah. I love the comments. There's I mean, some there's funny there. ass comments. There's some people there who are they're very adamant about uh, reading every single article on, on the site. I'm, I'm impressed. So you do read you do read the the, well, the I comments. I respond to some of them if I okay. if I get the time and I can see. I mean, a lot of them are just silly. But uh, if somebody thinks that I've done something wrong and I and I know I haven't, then I'll correct them. Or if um, if I haven't in fact made a mistake, then I'll say thank you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the Tokyo Porter Facebook page is uh, yeah. it's quite it's, it's it's quite active. It's just that people feel comfortable commenting on the Facebook page. Yeah. The problem is that they might not read the article. I, I got tired of uh, dealing with people who were trying to be anonymous, and I mean, not that Facebook's the best filter, but it's a filter for yeah. you know people taking some sort of responsibility about who they are. Yeah, I think they're called trolls. Yeah, that sort of thing. That sort of thing too. Yeah. Your Instagram account is pretty cool. It doesn't have any of your news stories on it. Mm, photos. That's right. Only photography. Why is that? There's only so much time in the day. And uh, actually, the Instagram account used to be far more active than it is now. It's not active at all now. But I occasionally I put, up a, put up a photo. It's just more for amusement. I don't know. I've never really tried to figure out how to put... How, how would I put up a story on Instagram? Well... What you might do is put up a quote or a meme yeah. from one of your stories and just use that with a link to your homepage. I see. 
I take a lot of. I used to take a lot of photographs. So all the photos on Tokyo Reporter Instagram site, they're all your photos that you took. Oh yeah, definitely. Wow, there's some great photos up there. Oh, thank you. But it's an idea. That's a good idea, actually. I, I, I never, you know, I'm always looking at different ways to market the site. Because I noticed your Facebook page has some of the photos from the Instagram site, but it also has all the stories from your homepage. Yeah, I experiment. Nowadays, if I do put something up on Instagram, I put it on the Tokyo Reporter Facebook page because they're the same company now, so it's really easy to share it. I realize the Facebook page is perhaps the best way to generate interest in the site. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is dead. Uh, Google is tough. Uh, Facebook, though, is quite, quite good. Has anyone ever tried to shut you down? No. You know, if you, if you look at the site, you might think that some people might want to. No, I get complaints every once in a while. Complaints from who? Well, readers are upset about... Some people think that I misrepresent Japan, like that I'm... Uh, people say I'm one-sided. But that's totally the point, though. I, I am one-sided, but I'm, I'm providing the one side that is not generally shown. Right. right? So, so you've got all these mainstream publications that show the regular type news but I'm, I'm showing a different side that I think I think is very legitimate but this is a case of don't don't shoot the messenger is it not a little bit I think the the content is already coming from the Japanese news right so it's maybe misdirected you know you, you but you don't put much of your own opinionated well, there's, zero. there's basically it. zero to answer your question though I don't know nobody's ever tried to shut me down but what I do get is people will specifically ask that a certain article gets taken down because, you know, in the Japanese system, <laughs> just because somebody's been arrested and the police have a strong case, it doesn't mean that this person's going to get a, a, a guilty decision in a court, right? Right. There's a very good chance that the prosecutors will drop the case or whatnot. And um, so sometimes that'll happen and people will write to me saying, hey, take this story down. I wasn't prosecuted. And so... Fair enough, Just because... Well, but just because somebody's wasn't prosecuted that, that's fine I'm happy to put up that he wasn't prosecuted in the case right. but that doesn't erase the fact that he was arrested in the first place I mean why are we erasing history just take away that the fact that you were arrested no you were arrested that's fact the, the issue though that I find so bizarre is that somebody would want to have you know, their name is up there as being arrested for whatever but they want the record to state then that's the last record you don't want me to write that you were exonerated? So when, when you see a Japanese non-prosecution, they never mention the person's name, which is so bizarre to me. The last record of this person is that he's been arrested. You don't want to mention his name as being not prosecuted. Why? That's crazy to me. You should clear his name if he's been not prosecuted. So what I'll do oftentimes is I'll just take the guy's name out of this, the arrest and just leave the information up there, basically. Right. And uh, that'll be the end of it. Was there ever a story that you decided not to report? Um, not to report. Not because of, say, I think it's too controversial or I think it's unsavory or something. No, right. I've never, I don't, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't think so. But several times I've, I've started, I, I, maybe I'll see something and I'll think, oh, this sounds interesting. And then I get through it and maybe the Japanese is too vague that I, even, you know, because by its nature, the way it's, the Japanese language is used... It's incredibly vague. Right. It, it creates this feeling, and I'm not Japanese, but the, when I read it, the, I think the intention is in a lot of ways so that people don't really know exactly what happened. They have an idea of what happened. Yeah. When you have a certain story that's 
even more vague than usual, and you start trying to put it in English, you realize this is stupid. I'm done, and you delete it. Right. That happens sometimes. I found that when I read the mainstream English media and they they report on crime, they always say, and maybe this is a, a translation of the vagueness. It'll say something like, "Police find severed head in coin locker. Authorities suspect murder." Mm. <laughs> so okay, so. Yeah, that's literally what happens. The Japanese will say that they are invest. It's a murder case. That they will. Yeah, I mean, what what seems obvious is yeah. actually stated in Japanese. Everybody knows that it should be considered murder, but they've got to put it in there, right? But that doesn't really add anything to the story. Right. You're often asked to write articles or voice your opinion on all things underground Japan. Um, other than the articles that you translate, what do you do to keep up with the trends or even the laws and things like that? I, the reason I asked this, I saw, I read one article that you had written about girls' bars. So somebody obviously came to you and asked your opinion or your thoughts on this. And that's not a translation of an article. It's somebody coming to you because you seem to be the authority on these types of mm. things. Do you actively try to educate yourself on trends and, I guess, even like the law? Sure. Um, what happens is when I'm going through the news, I will see certain things developing. And actually, these sorts of things, these, these legislative changes are mentioned in the articles. For example, uh, today I did a story on um, a hostess club paying off gangsters' protection money, right? And so, but it just so happens that Last October, Tokyo Metropolitan Government enacted legislation that made it punish punitive for these businesses to actually pay off gangsters. Because forever, gangsters have been generating revenue by shaking down, you know, hostess clubs, regular bars, uh, sex establishments, whatnot. That's sort of been their bread and butter in that's, Tokyo. And that's everything. extortion, isn't that illegal? Mikajime, mikajime ryo is how you term it in, in Japanese. What's the term? Mikajime, mikajime ryo. Mika third, right? Third, it's like the third day's payment or something. Like, so the mm -hmm. fee you pay on the third day. So I guess historically, oh, okay, you would have paid it on the third day, but I don't. First day you play, you pay the rent. The second day you pay your employees, and the third day you pay the yakuza. Maybe that's. So the the legislation was enacted last October. They made their first arrest of a of an actual establishment manager uh, just this week, and so I was aware of that because I had done the story on the the change in the legislation. So to answer your question, sure. I mean, I, I follow, you know, what's going on. I think pretty carefully as far as this goes. Um, the girls' bar thing. I actually, I called up the, the national police agency, and I asked them. So, so the girls' bar is actually, it's a hostess club, but it's registered as an inshokuten, right? So it's it's a bar restaurant. Yeah. Right. So in order to have a hostess club, you've got to have like a license under the fueho, like which is the adult entertainment law, right? Right. So, but that's, I think, time-consuming to get it. Plus, it's a lot of restrictions on it. You can't, exactly. open, you can't open past 1 a.m. So, who would want to do that? Nobody, right? Because you, if you're a hostess club, you want to stay open until 5 in the morning, of right? Of course. <clears throat> so, if you just get a bar restaurant license and then just make the girls sort of, well, they, they maybe they're just behind the bar. They're not seated next to the customer. More of a waitress than a hostess. More of a waitress than a hostess. And sure, they're in suggestive suits or costumes or whatnot. They're behind the bar. They can still talk across the bar, right? And who knows? If nobody's watching, they could maybe sit now next to the customer. And who knows? That, that's the kind of thing I think that... That's the, 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 the genesis of the girls' bar. That's right. what it was for. 
And I remember I was I called up the MPA once and I asked him about this because it just started in the late probably late 2007. NPA's National Police National Police Agency. Do you have any contacts in the National Police Agency? No, I think I sent them an email and they said just call us at this number and we'll tell you or something. Well, we'll yeah, I, I not really. So. And do you, when you call them, do you just call yourself as hi? I'm Brett Bull. I just like I would like to know this or I think I told them I was a reporter. And, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not sure why they agreed to do it. Because if I talk, you know, the Tokyo Metropolitan Police are the biggest pains in the ass. Because What do you mean by that? Because they, they still rely on the, the Keisha Club system. The Keisha Club is the... They distill information to the press through this reporter club system. And if you're not a member, and I'm not, right. you're going to get shut out. And so the police feel like they can kind of hide behind. Well, they do. They 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 they, mm-hmm. they hide behind. Unless you've got somebody in there who's going to give you something, and I don't. I've been given the runaround. I've tried to talk to them, and yep. you know, but they won't play ball with me. So, but the National Police Agency did on that one time when I called them up. You know, and you can perhaps if you see like a, a Coban cop or something, you yeah. can go talk to. And I've done that. I've gone and talked to them, and you can get an anonymous sort of. But if you want some sort of official, like I've, I like I went to the, the um, what is it the Azabu police station. And I wanted to get the lowdown on why Gas Panic was getting busted all the time for the dancing thing. They wouldn't talk to me. I went through all the hoops. You know, they, they said, "Well, you've got to you've got to present us with this information, these questions in advance. What questions do you do you want to ask in advance, or something?" I did everything, and they just said, "No, we're not going to do it." Every time in the past, I went to Gas Panic. It was just you, you walk in, yes, loud music, but basically it's just people standing around drinking, and it's kind of a pickup yeah. bar. But late at night, some people do dance. Is the dancing law is that still in effect? I, th- I heard that they changed it, or they were going to change it. Yeah, I think it was modified. It used to be that you couldn't dance after one a.m. Now they've changed it to where. There's some restrictions in place, and I really don't remember off the top of my head. It's something to do with the lighting, and, and it's um, <laughs> the lighting. It's, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's important. Um, you know, I've talked to a lot of bar operators in Tokyo. The one thing that they've all told me is that, of course, that the dancing isn't the problem. The police aren't against dancing, which is sort of this gaijin idea that the police, oh, they're cracking down on dance. No fun in Tokyo, whatever. They they go after places that have there's some other problem ongoing and this is just an easy way to get them just what, shut down. What might the problem be? Fights or theft, drugs, those things. So like if, so if the police get a report about drug dealing in a certain place, mm-hmm. if they get a report about thefts, if they get a report about fights outside, caught, you know, or noise where the neighbors are complaining, those three things. To have evidence for a drug raid, well, that's kind of tough, right? And then for a fight, well, that might have happened, or, you know, the noise, well, that's gone. That happened like several days ago or whatever. But what's the easiest thing in the world? You just, well, they're, da- they're dancing all the time, right? So you just go right. and bust them for dancing. That's what all they, that's all they've ever been doing. And you're just sending a message to the club owner. And then I think they have to pay a fine or whatever. And that's about it. And you, you don't have to drink beer. You could order something else if you want. Ooh, a real challenger. What is your end goal, the Tokyo Reporter? What are you trying to get out of your site? Is it something financial, or is it notoriety, or is it just your love of journalism? Is it a hobby? What do you hope to get out of this? That's a great question, because I don't really know the answer. Again, going back to what I said, I really like news, so I'm, I'm, I really would like to... When I was younger, 
I read the LA Weekly, which is the you know alternative weekly in, in Los Angeles, and those types of publications. And I thought they were really interesting because they were a different viewpoint on, on what's actually been within the mainstream. But I feel like with my rapid fire approach that I'm providing like a different way of looking at the news in Japan. And because I live here, I think that's that's kind of cool. That, that's really it. I, I can't say I'm gonna. I'm, I don't expect to make a ton of money on this. No, but I. There's a lot of people who are interested in this. That's just sort of what I would like to do. I'd like to provide a different way of looking at what's going on in Japan because I think that there's a heck of a lot of people who are interested in that. Probably you get a kick out of just doing this, doing your site. If you get positive comments, if you make a little bit of money, that's probably enough. I mean, you're not going to try to retire off of Tokyo Reporter, are you? If, if I retired off Tokyo Reporter, that would be awesome. But but I don't think it's going to happen now. But it's something you can continue to do even but after I, but you I, retire. But, but I could but I could continue to do it. Yeah, no, I, you know, it, it, Tokyo Reporter is not the end game. I mean, I could, I do write for other publications as well. So, um, so I'd like to keep writing. How do you like that? That amber ale. It's light. Light. Yeah. I thought it was a bit heavy. I've had the amber ale here before. I thought it was a. It was almost like a stout. Really. She must have given me the wrong beer then. No, 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 no. It's just, the color is the same, but maybe your palate is different than mine. You're an IPA drinker in general? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I think Shigakogen is really good. Shigakogen is very good. Aoni? In, in California? Yeah, I, I, I buy that at the convenience store. Yeah, that's a good one. Aoni? Uh, I think Stone IPA from San Diego. Very good. It's really awesome. Yes. California comes up with some really good stuff. Ballast Point, I think, is really good. Yeah, Ballast you're Point. naming all the ones I like too. Yeah. Where else do you drink craft beer in Tokyo? Sometimes I'll go to Two Dogs in Rapungi. Uh, that's a great place. They've got the, the the Punk IPA is one of my favorite IPAs. That's Brewdog. <laughs> so that's Brewdog, man. So Brewdog has got Brewdog. I, I haven't been in there in a while, but I used to go in there sometimes. Right. What did you said? Two Dogs. Two Dogs. It's, it's like it's like literally about a three minute walk away. Isn't it a bit confusing? There's Two Dogs and there's Brewdogs. Brew Dog. Brew Dog. Yeah. I could see making that mistake. I could say, saying would, to you, I would, I hey, Brett, guess, let's meet at Two Dogs. I would guess that several customers have gone to the wrong place and have been directed to the other one several times. And it could have been that like, they went there and enjoyed beers and were drunk and didn't even know the difference. And then, <laughs> In regards to Tokyo Reporter, do you consider yourself a journalist? Um, I think I am, but Tokyo Reporter, I wouldn't really say is... is traditional journalism just because I'm just rewriting the news. But I think you've cornered this market. Nobody could really copy what you're doing because you've been doing it for so long. You're doing it so well. Yeah, the site right now gets about uh, 150,000 readers or something like that a month. That's pretty good. Something like that. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it goes up and down, but I think... Do you want it to go big time? I mean, do you want to have a million subscribers no, a month? No, I don't think I need... I actually think that the, what I'm doing is is valuable. It, it's actually providing a service. This is not valuable like, to who? To the readership. I don't think that actually, if let's say the the traffic went up by ten times, I think that that would mean that I'm doing something different, and I don't want to do that. So I would. I'm guessing the National Enquirer in the United States. Yeah. And I think in England, what would be the equivalent? Is it like the Sun or, or the Mirror or something like that? Yeah. But the subscribers are in the millions for those. So obviously there is a thirst for right. tabloid sure, sure. journalism. But I think first and foremost, though, that right now, 
people are interested in, as you say, the onsen trips and whatnot, and and Japanese food and the latest hot anime, right? Right. I think people are really interested in that. But like, if somebody's committed suicide or there's been a murder or whatever, that's not. I mean, there are people who are interested in that. Believe right. me. But I don't think there's a there's no comparison compared to anime and manga. Yeah. This so is no. True. So I'm not going to be. If I were to go up to, as you say, the National Enquirer level, no, I would have to change the site to, I yeah. think, in other words, sort of the fake news sort of thing. And I actually, I don't think this, the site's not that. The yeah. site is not that. It's, no, it's, it's actually, fantastic. It's actually real stuff, although a lot of people don't think it is. But yeah, there's, there's, it's, real, it's real news. You're, you're probably right. Some of the content is a bit topical. I mean, the average... Bob and Mary Johnson in Chicago are probably not interested in, you know, the love triangle murder in Wakayama, for example. Yeah. That's that's probably true. Yeah. So if nobody's interested in Japan, they probably don't go to your site. But if somebody is interested in Japan, whether it's, you know, the travel or it's the manga. And, you know, you mentioned about Cool Japan. And there's a huge, huge Japanese government initiative to increase tourism. They've gone from like 8 million to 30 million in just four or five years, more and more people are coming yeah. to Japan. And obviously yeah, with the Olympics coming, even more will come. There's going to be more interest in Japan in the long term because Japan is a great destination, regardless no, no. of all the scandalous stuff that we're talking about. And that's why you've lived here for 20 years and I've lived here for 30 years. There's a reason why we like to stay here. I think a lot more people are going to discover that. And once they become interested and hooked and fall in love with Japan, or want to know about your site too. So I only see an upside, actually, to your site. Yeah, I think it's natural that if there isn't more interest in Japan, then sort of the uh, subculture aspect will also have a proportional increase in the interest. What do you want to cover? If you, if you, if somebody said to you, Brett Bull, mm. maybe it's the police agency, maybe it's a detective agency, whatever it is, they said you can have access to all of our files and all of our ongoing investigations, what would you want to dive into? Okay, so I think that I would forget about the police or whatever. I, I think that if I had, if I had, if I had, yeah, okay, if I had all the time in the world or whatever, I would probably, there would be maybe two things just off the top of my head that I would, I would target. I would, I would find a gang member and I would follow him around and find out how he makes his money, really. In real, real time, and maybe I would document it. Maybe I'd, I'd ask him about it and find out: Is he shaking down this parlor? Is he collecting a certain share of the sales at a shrine from the um, the takoyaki or, 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 or whatever at the you know, octopus at, balls at, at the stall <laughs> set up at the shrine that they probably control, right? I would want to do that. That's that, that. That's what if I had the time and maybe the access, I would want to do that. So you like the you like the Japanese mafia. You like the the yakuza. Well, that, angle. That's one thing. No, that's one thing. Okay. Plus the right wing groups. I really want to know how they manage to drive those trucks around, those buses around. Who's funding them? You know, and find out. Like you know, it, you know, if I had the time. Now I know several right wing guys, and I, I probably should sit down with them and, and do a better job of uh, figuring out how they're funded and. Because I don't think anybody knows. Nobody knows, really. They know. They, of course, they know. But more of more of like just generally how the whole thing is put together. I think that um, sort of Japan's underground. You've got this sort of this mix of a lot of groups, and I think the yakuza groups mix with the the right wing groups, and they just sort of intermingle. 
And it, I think that that's really interesting to me. It's something that's probably really difficult to sort of conceptualize, but um, or even document. But yeah, I think that there's a lot of this sort of this circulation that exists, sort of beneath the surface, that nobody can really understand. And why does nobody know? There are noise pollution laws in Japan, and obviously the decibels that these guys output sure, from their trucks but, is but, over the limit. Sh- why did? Do, why does number one? Why is it tolerated by? the common public and number two why does why do the police allow them to do this you you've been in japan 30 years so you know that japan may have the most laws on the books in the world but that just means the, the only thing that's useful about a law is if it's enforced right so but if you just choose to not enforce laws i mean come on i mean is a soap land offering prostitution of course it is but you just choose not to enforce it, right? I mean, so, I mean, you think that the police are going to... Are pachinko parlors offering are, gambling? Are, are pachinko parlors gambling? Same thing, right? So, so, but then, so, then you expect the decibel level of those sound trucks to be enforced? Well... But the Soapland example and the pachinko example doesn't hurt innocent bystanders. People that choose to go to a Soapland or choose to go well, to a pachinko parlor aren't inconveniencing other people, whereas these guys on a Sunday afternoon in Yoyogi Park are inconveniencing everybody. And as you know, somebody who's lived in Japan a long time, that Japan society is almost based on not causing meiwaku, not yes. causing problems yes. or yes. inconveniencing others. That is the underlying emotion sure. or feeling in all of Japan is don't cause that, inconvenience to I, I, others. I think that um, those right-wing groups, in order for them to to have their parades or whatever with those trucks, I think they file a plan with the local police. They definitely do. Yeah. So after you do that, it, so then they blow their speakers with their, you know, their, the music and whatnot. Yeah. It's partially due to the fact that they're already in agreement with the police that they're going to do this protest. So then the details about the noise and whatnot, well, I think as well as you say, you say Meiwaku, sure, but there's also Shogunai. That's equally as powerful, I think. Can't be helped. It cannot be helped. You're you're definitely right. They need a permit to do the demonstration. Yes. So they probably get the permit. And if you've noticed, behind these trucks, there's usually a police car that's following them. And maybe if they go over the decibel limit they just maybe get a fine later well i mean honestly i've seen the police guys directed them where to park i mean you know no no they're very accommodating they're very accommodating well that's that's the japanese um, hospitality it's, it's it goes back it's, to what you said about motenashi a motenashi <laughs> so it's like here park your vehicle here sir is there anything that you would like to talk about what i can ask you is what kind of articles do you want to see about japan um, either criminal in nature or kind of sexual in nature. I mean, they, they always say sex sells, right? And I think that's what a lot of people like. I'm also titillated and interested in it. Do I need more of that? Maybe not. I think what you have is a nice mix. So if you're asking me on my opinion on how to improve your site, I, I think no, you're I'm, doing okay, a pretty no, good job. No, not really. No, what, I, what, what I'm wondering is what do people want to read about Japan that they don't already get in English? That's kind of what I'm curious about. Ask your your readers. Mm. I mean, that could yeah. be a, an excellent, you know, market research you've got. Mm. I, I don't know how many subscribers or links or so how it, you. So even, at the end of the year, yeah. a couple times I, I did this like best of the Tokyo Reporter for yeah. the year. I was impressed at how many people would read that. They were really interested in what I thought was the best fifth, the best ten stories. Like right, 
Yeah. So I so I would either pick them out of my own memory, like which ones I thought did the best, or I would actually uh-huh. look at the Google Analytics to right, see who sure. click, people clicked on. I was really surprised at what at how many people would be interested in that. Yeah. You know, well, what about articles. what about doing a reader's choice? Yeah. So around November, you say you know we've got the. Uh, Tokyo Reporter Awards coming up in a couple weeks. What are the great stories that stand out in your opinion? You'd probably get a huge long list. So combine that with the Google Analytics, combined with comments per topic, mm-hmm. in addition to uh, actual feedback. I think mm-hmm. that would be great. It's awesome, absolutely awesome. <laughs> nice, Brett. Thank you. Andrew, for coming thank, out. Thank you very much. It's been very enlightening and a great joy. Cheers. And here's to our future sponsorship from Masahi Beer. Yeah. <laughs> or T.Y. Harbor Brewery or, or in this T-Y, case. Or T.Y. Harbor. They make great pale ale. I would prefer it's T.Y. Harbor, actually. Yeah, me too. Not too honest. And that, my friends, was Brett Bull. He certainly has carved out a niche for himself. His site, TokyoReporter.com, is both interesting and very entertaining, proving once and for all Japan is not just cherry blossoms and sushi. He can also be found on other social platforms such as Facebook and Twitter and Instagram under the name Tokyo Reporter. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to Business and Beers Japan at iTunes Podcasts. Until next time, thanks everybody.